Welcome to Before the Green and After the Checkers. We are here for yet another week uh, with both Donnie and Mary Lee, as well as myself, Evan Locke. And we are leaving Kansas, where we probably had one of the greatest races of the year, and we are heading to Darlington this week. So some of the storylines that we're going to cover is Toyota showed a lot of domination, a lot of speed early in the run, but eventually things kind of balanced out a little bit there with Chevy. Going to talk about that a little bit. Hamlin and Larson have an epic battle with Hamlin making a last lap effort that results in a win for him, but a wrecked car for Kyle Larson. And Ross Chastain continues to make enemies with both Kyle Busch and Noah Gregson, which results in post-race confrontation with Noah Gregson. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot of really fun stuff. We've also got some Darlington throwback weekend topics to discuss, so let's just get into it. We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. What are you talking about? We ain't in Kansas anymore. You weren't in Kansas last week. You said that's where we were. Oh, yeah, it might be my fault. I might have started that. I was just going along with the lie. <laughs> we are bonafide NASCAR media. We go to all the races. Yeah. Haven't missed one. Well, no, no. Um, I think the last one I was to was 05, so it's been a while. Yeah. What about you, Marilee? I've been. Well, yeah. For now. That will change though in February. (laughs) (laughs) You got some news you want to share, Donnie, or are we just going to brush on by? Pretty stowed, but I'll be headed to the Daytona 500 in 2024. You think think President Trump will fly in again, or? I'll probably be on my own dime this time. (laughs) And by my own dime, I mean my dad's. I suppose you're the Donald this time. You're the Donald that's going to be in Daytona. (laughs) Marilee, what about you? How was your week? Good. Good. I have not much to say in this. Congratulations on your trip to Daytona. Thank Um, you. I also call my dad's dime my dime, so we have that in common. (laughs) Nice. I messaged you on Instagram to tell that you must not be on social media this week. No, a little quieter this week. Maybe next. Hmm. (laughs) She answers when I message her on Instagram. I'm just kidding. That's not true. I'm just kidding. You have to, no, you have to message me. Back. No, no. First of all, neither one of you messaged me. And That's second true. of all, have you talked to you? <laughs> Before the green and after the checkers, and I can respond there. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Seems suspicious. That's fine. <laughs> well, that's called work. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that what you kids are calling it these days? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not getting paid for it yet, so. I don't know if I'd really call it work, but anyway. Well, when uh, when when we start monetizing this in the future, we'll we'll make sure you get your your fair share, which means Donnie and I get forty nine percent each, and you can split the other two however you want. Is this because when our parents die, I get fifty one percent, and you're like really stuck on that forty nine? That's what you think you have to have. I, Are you I, really? Yeah. Yeah. No ways. But unlike just the comp- 
Unlike Marilee, I don't dwell on it like she does. She's not like she almost has like an optimism. I don't think like so. with your mom's rehab and stuff. Like, do you think there'll <laughs> be a company left? We're not okay. We're not if talking about goal... mom's rehab this week. I get it. <laughs> right, let's move it along. I'm we're we're releasing. Saying. We're going to release a public notice right now that this is a personal, private matter. We would respect. <laughs> We would appreciate your respect and honoring our dignity as a family and uh, just leaving it quiet. Thank you. Oh, so for the one person who we don't know who's listening, our mother is not in rehab. Listen, this is going to be a big week. This is going to be a big week. There's going to be way more than one person listening that we don't know. Actually, well, then for that matter, make them assume things. <laughs> for that matter, we don't know anybody as far as like who's actually listening and who's not, just because your best friend tells you that she does, I don't believe her. Oh, she does. <laughs> also, didn't you say that on the statistics, somebody from like France had listened or something? Yeah, yeah, we had, uh, yeah. we had, we had a listener from France. So it's been obviously primarily North American focused because let's be honest, it's it's NASCAR. It's a pretty non-international sport in many ways uh, but we did have a listener from france so uh bonjour to you so avant le checkers uh wow your uh i know your community college french education is panning out let me tell you i'm good at murdering languages english asl french burritos how about uh, how about we murder this script and get on down through? All right, <laughs> tell me about this race this week. What did I miss? You missed the best race of the season, hands, hands down. down. Yeah, I I don't think anything compared to it at all. And um, yeah, there's there's a lot that we're gonna cover, but like one thing we're not covering is. The, the action never stopped. There was so many, so much passing, so much green flag runs. There was always activity around the track. It, it was it was all around great. Unless you were Ford, then the action never started. That's true. It was like Rick Ware built all the Fords this week. <laughs> like, it was bad. Like, really, it was. really bad. So, if Ford's at the back of the pack, then who were the dominant manufacturers this week? Well, there's... Definitely Toyota starting early. Yeah, starting early, there was it looked like it was going to be like <laughs> all top five Toyotas, and then figure out where those last couple fell. Um, but it it changed a little bit throughout the race. Chevy got up there too, but uh, yeah, I was like, oh, Donnie's going to have a good day with this Toyota show. Yeah, and I was expecting a pretty clean sweep, but yeah, and that. it uh, it made it. Uh, it kind of made that whole Legacy Motor Club decision to switch to Toyota <laughs> perhaps seem a little wiser in the moment. And, uh, yeah, that uh, that could be deadly if we get a little more Toyotas up there. I mean, right now they've only got the six. So, I mean, there's always at least four spots available in the top ten. And it looked like that was the only four that anyone else was going to have. Yeah, 100%. A lot of cautions, actually, this week, too. Like a lot of solo spins and minor little stuff, eh? Yeah, the tires seem to get away from these cars pretty quick. Yeah, um, which we don't normally see a lot of solo spins, especially on like mile and a half. It's just not 
where we typically see that kind of activity. So it was it was an interesting race because there was a lot of drama. There was quite a bit more pitch strategy than we're used to seeing. I, you missed a good race, Mayor. Well, actually, I'll just tell you, apparently it was so good that when I did get home, I had to watch the last 10 laps. So I did see the ending, which um, Denny Hamlin chasing down Kyle Larson and then finally makes a move and takes over. And, of course, Larson ends up in the wall, which you guys know. But was that dirty or fair? Fair. Yeah. I, I 100%. Think, I think it was fair. I don't think anyone in second place wouldn't have done the same. No. And, I mean, you know, he's already got a win on the season. He's locked in. Like, they're good friends. Like, I figure maybe if Larson wasn't locked in, he might not have raced them as hard. But at the same time, when you got a faster car, you got to move the guy in front of you. And the other thing, too, that I think a lot of people are overlooking is the fact that Kyle got loose off of the exit of two. And when he got loose, I mean, no one's checking up in that moment, right? Like, Denny's not going to give you space. He'd already chased you down three or four times, got to you, and didn't touch you. So you get loose, that's on you, and, you know, Denny got into him. But I don't think anybody in that moment lets up, except maybe someone who's really, like, passive-aggressive, like Chastain or... Or Logano, <laughs> yeah. or one of those guys, right? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. You know, Mark Martin, for goodness' sake, wouldn't have let up in that moment. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, back to Larson getting loose. Like if that didn't happen, he runs away with that. That Denny wasn't catching him. So I mean, Larson's kind of got nobody to blame but himself on this one. Yeah, I actually think had he not gotten loose, it would have been really interesting to see if Denny would have just really drove it down hard into turn three and maybe maybe we would yeah like maybe we would have been talking about how dirty the move was had had larson not got loose there because i think you got to look at it from denny's perspective like you say larson's locked in denny's not which means denny's got to get a win and yeah while Toyota's performance the last two weeks has been great we talked earlier in the year about how it wasn't really there how the chevys were doing better um, you know, now that they've got back-to-back wins, perhaps the perspective is different, but I would think that given the opportunity that he probably would have done what he had to do to get that win, uh, down in the entry to three and four as well. Yeah. And, and Larson gets points, correct? For like leading so many laps. No, they did away with the, uh, they did away with the points for leading laps. I don't remember actually when they got rid of it, but they used to give bonus points for leading a lap and then additional bonus points if you were the driver who led the most. Yeah, the only thing Larson got was second place in a beat-up car. But that was actually impressive that he, you know, kept, like there was nobody very close. Yeah. Yeah, in all honesty, like good on Larson for getting that car back home and finishing second. Absolutely. Yeah, it would have been would have been quite easy to to just kind of destroy your day at that point. And uh, I think I think that kind of helps the whole situation too, right? It's not like he got left with nothing. He still got a second place. Yeah. Right. Um, speaking of destroying your day, this says everywhere I look, I see this video. But every time I see Evan, he shows me a video, <laughs> a different one of Craig and Chastain fighting. So what what happened during the race that made that happen? Uh, Donnie, I'm going to jump in real quick because it's important for me to mention that all of those videos are on social media and I would never, (laughs) ever disrespect somebody by showing them something they weren't wanting to see. 
Anyway, I was shown several videos. Tell me about what happened. And also, can somebody please tell me why Gregson has such a terrible haircut? Mushroom cut is a great haircut. And I don't know the answers to why he has it. (laughs) But at the... It's throwback week for his hair. (laughs) Yeah, but this is like the third or fourth week now he's had that haircut. And it, it had something to do with like... A bet or a wager or a endorsement or something, if I'm not wrong. I'm just going to say, someone needs to slap that guy across the face and knock some sense into him. Well, but who knows if that will ever happen. Ross tried. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw... So did you see Kyle's Kyle Larson's face when he was being interviewed and he saw what was happening? Yeah. So I think it was NASCAR Chasm. Uh, screenshotted it. And said, um, the look on your face when when you've had a a bad ending to your race, but you look on the replay and you see an Amish guy and a watermelon farmer fighting. (laughs) And I mean, I don't don't want to offend. I don't want to offend our Amish fans, but yeah. Well, I don't think they're listening, so we're all right. Oh, okay. Uh, Denny's reaction. uh, Denny's reaction. Yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, I think it was right. Bob Parker showed him that. And, uh, yeah, he's like, he told him to stop. Yeah. <laughs> actually, we've talked about this a lot, and neither one of us have actually explained what happened to those that haven't been able to watch the race. So why don't you take Thank a swing you. at that? <laughs> take a swing at that, Don. Honestly, like, I don't, don't want to I, – I don't really know overly what happened. Like, it looks like – uh, Ross got a little bit loose and got into Gregson a bit. Like I, I'm not one to you know come to this side of Ross, but I really don't think there was any ill intention. And yeah, I don't your think thoughts? So. Maybe you saw it different. No, I don't think there was ill intention. I just think that once again Ross was driving a little harder than he probably needed to, especially considering Gregson was laps down. Um, it's not like it was even four position, right? So, but like, I guess like that's where I'm coming from. Like, yeah, like Chastain's driving like an idiot, but I mean, like you said, your Noah's laps down. Like, what's it really matter at that point if he bumps you? Right. Yeah, and I, I like, think you know what I mean. You're gonna go get in an altercation with a guy because he rubbed you when you're so many laps down. Like, come on. Yeah, and so after the race, of course. Gregson gets out of his car and goes to Chastain's car because of this, and he grabs Chastain by the fire suit, and after a couple times of saying, let me go, or stop, or whatever he said, Chastain gives uh, Gregson the old watermelon slap to the face. And so I I honestly think that the main reason why Gregson kind of did this, Gregson hasn't really been able to do much this year to earn much respect of the field. He doesn't have a fast car, so he's kind of run mid-pack at best. Uh, so I think Gregson kind of seen this as an opportunity to to say to the garage, I'm not going to be messed with, okay? I'm here to do my job, whatever. Even though he was lapsed down, he had that opportunity, and I kind of think that was really the main motivator for why he went over to Ross like he did. And I also think him and Ross have talked about how they kind of train together and do all that stuff together. I think Gregson kind of expected Chastain to just kind of be like, ah, we're buddies, you know, it is what it is, I, I'm i not going to be too aggressive, and then all of a sudden, I think it kind of surprised Gregson a little bit when he swung, and, you know, to his credit, he didn't back down, he went right back in, 
wanting to get at Chastain, but uh, that didn't pan out. Yeah, but I mean, like, I know, like, you're like, oh, I want respect. I want people, like, he looks like a clown. <laughs> the guy was lapsed down. He got in his car, got punched in the face, and has a stupid haircut. Like, the haircut wasn't even the worst decision on the weekend. <sighs> I mean, like, you look around. I know you're a Gregson you know, fan, but yep. you look around social media and people are loving the fact that somebody punched him in the face. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from Xfinity too, though. Like, yeah. But I mean, like you got the one guy that everyone hates in NASCAR and like you get punched in the face by him. Like you turned, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> go ahead, Mayor. Well, I just like <laughs> the way you guys are talking about this. I was really reminiscent of a story that I never would have thought I'd tell on this, but there was this one time in my kitchen when I was a teenager, I had a guy friend over hanging out with us and in the middle of hanging out, Evan, <laughs> is this one of those him. guys you pay for or is this no. like, no, okay. okay. Actual friend, an actual friend. Mom paid. <laughs> I would tell you who he was, but no, stop it. <laughs> Um, an actual friend, we were just, anyway, and Evan stands up in the middle of it, and he's like, oh, do you want to see, like, something cool I can do? And slaps him across the face. <laughs> and then the other guy, obviously older, and maybe shouldn't have, oh, there was another girl there, too, I just remembered. But the <laughs> other guy, like, Evan slaps him across the face, shocks him, and he just, like, pummels him. Like, But, like, that's kind of the exact same thing as, like, Gregson and Chastain. Like, there was no real reason for it. As to why he was, like, up and grabbing at him and, like, how dare you over kind of seemingly nothing. And then he kind of got what he deserved with a big old punch because, like, he put himself where he shouldn't have been. And it really reminded me of Evan Locke as a teenager slapping a guy across the face for no apparent reason. Actually, for accuracy's sake, I forehand, backhand, and then forehand slapped him in, in, quite, yes! in quick succession. He literally slapped this guy across the face three times. I, yeah. I was taught a very important lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Although, don't even do when that. I slapped him across the face, I was never, I've never been punched in the face in my life, including that night. No, he did punch you in the shoulder, didn't he? Yeah. Like the arm. Yeah. yeah. Do I know the guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll tell you later. All right. Let's move on from Gregson and Chastain. Um, anything right. else? you guys want to discuss before we move into winners and losers of the week? Um, I, I mean, we can talk about Ford. <laughs> <laughs> the lap thereof. Yeah, it was weird to see a field, like a, a, a race with only like 20-some cars in it. Because let's be honest, the Fords were nowhere. Yeah, which is surprising because like Ford, you know, they run decent, like. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know what happened, but they fell off last week bad. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward. Like, is this going to be a new trend, or is this just a one-off, and the Chevys and Toyotas just were dialed in, and, and I prefer Ford to, forgot the game plan. I prefer to see it as a one-off thing. I don't I don't want to see that. Yeah, I think it out. will be. Yeah, I do too. It was, But it, it was interesting how, I mean, it's it's not abnormal to see, like, a team struggle, but to see a manufacturer as a whole pick a race and yeah. just be just decide like we're garbage this week. Let's see what happens. Um, that what was, was it? Eight laps. You said led uh, nine total. Joey Logano nine. led eight. Of yeah. Them. Yeah. So, which is pretty unbelievable when you think about it. 
Yeah. Wait, but yeah, other than that, Mara, I got nothing else to talk about as far as. All right. Well, let's move on. Winners and losers. What is your one win this week, Evan? <laughs> got to clarify. Oh, I I only Denny Hamlin. No, I'm not picking Denny Hamlin, um, but Perfect. I am. I am picking Toyota, and the reason I'm picking Toyota is because we knocked on them at the beginning of the year uh, for kind of seemingly not being anywhere to be found on the on the win sheet, um, and here we are, uh, and Toyota's gone back to back. As we talked earlier in the in the podcast, we talked about how dominant they were in that first stage uh, before some of the Chevys got their adjustments right and whatnot. So I think. You got to look at this week as a big, big win for Toyota. All right. And Don? Uh, honestly, I'm probably going to have to say Ross Chastain. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know we're going back to that. But, like, literally, this guy's the most hated guy in NASCAR. Everybody wants to knock his head off. And Until we're all talking. somebody does. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing. We're all talking about him punching somebody in the face. Like, if okay. there's one guy in the garage you thought would get punched in the face, it's Ross Chastain. And he's the only guy this year to throw a punch. So, I mean, the guy just keeps getting it done. He can be a jerk on the track. He has good finishes. He's leading points, and he's punching people in the face. <laughs> he's making and moves. He's, he's getting, and he's getting coverage on, like, Alex Bowman. So Right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he's Actually, he's leading the points, too. Like, it's he's doing it's, well. Yeah. Yeah. So I like was The guy just... can't do anything wrong. Well. Or, no, the guy does everything wrong. But still, yeah, he's got the golden, the golden horseshoe. Egg. Yeah, yeah, or egg, I guess. Yeah, well, he's yeah, got whatever. something golden. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I. So last week I was going to mention something controversial, and then I decided that maybe it was too much, so I didn't. But I then um, there was a tweet posted that kind of mentioned the same thing, so I'm going to say it here. Um, I like Earnhardt was a little bit of a menace, like Dale Earnhardt. Um, but also kind of like that's where his fame came from a little bit. Like he was just a little bit more aggressive than kind of everybody else. And I feel like that's kind of the play that's happening with Ross Chastain. I don't think that it's um, like, I'm not sure if that's his end goal, but like when you guys were talking about last week, I'm like, isn't that kind of the same thing? Like a little bit of a menace, but enough to get his name. Like bad press is not always bad press, right? Yeah, like when you first said it, I was like, "Oh, Marley, you don't ever say that again." Like, but the more we <laughs> sit and think about it, it's like, "Ah, oh, Frank." As much as I hate to say it, like, yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> well, and like, I mean, don't speak ill of the dead, and that's why I kind of didn't mention it. But then, like, there was literally a tweet that said it, and Evan was like, "Go with your gut next time," because apparently, I know nothing about NASCAR, but weird little things. But I, I kind of thought that last week, and I think it's kind of proven true. Like, if if he's like kind of hated, but Noah Gregson like pulls up on him and all of a sudden he's punching him and people are like, woohoo, way to go, Chastain. Then <laughs> I feel like he's kind of doing something right. Yeah, 100%. And, and I will say, what too, day did you read that tweet on? Actually, Evan sent it to me um, the same day, right after we did the podcast. Like it was the same day. Yeah, it, it was, nah, I know. I'm just teasing. It was before I the race. <laughs> For the yeah, listeners the listening, Mary Lee's on the social media fast, <laughs> and we're trying to get her to look at social media, but she won't budge, so. <laughs> and not at all. I've not seen anything that Evan has shown me. 
But yeah, anyway, I just thought that was really interesting. I feel like that's kind of what is exactly happening here. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I guess for losers. Losers, please hit me with it, Donnie. I'm going to have to say Dale Earnhardt for one because we're comparing him to <laughs> Ross Chastain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the obvious one is just Ford as a whole manufacturer this week. It was just, they didn't show up. They were horrible. And I think they're just looking to forget that whole race as a whole. And hopefully they can pull it together for the fall race. Is it fall or late summer? We're back there. Yep. Yeah, in the playoffs. In the playoffs. They fall. Yep. Yeah, I think that's kind of an important element. Like, and you never know. Maybe this week was like, hey, we don't really care about winning this week so much as we care about figuring some things out for the fall. Um, and but, I, I mean, the system we're in now, you got to care about winning every week. Sure. Like, but, you know, when it's winning, you're in, like, every week matters. So I don't think it was that. Like, I think they just completely missed the boat on this one. I know. I'm just trying to think of any reason why they would be that horrible. And that's really the only thing I can come up with. <laughs> so they just took an right. off week. Yeah. So is it the same loser for you, Ev, or going to give me another one? Uh, no. Uh, my loser of the week is actually Donnie's winner of the week, Ross Chastain. Um, and here's, here's why. Okay. So we always talk about how like, yeah, everyone keeps mouthing and says they're going to do something and nobody does this week. He tangled up with Kyle Bush and Noah Gregson. And if there's two guys that don't care about public opinion of them, it's those two guys. So they don't, you know, they don't get messed around with. I honestly think that those are probably the two worst guys in the field, except maybe Joey Logano, uh, that he probably could have gotten tangled up with. Uh, I think that uh, we may actually finally see where this turns a little bit against Ross. Uh, you know, Danny talked a big game last year, really did nothing except let his wheel go at Phoenix. whoop de doo um, You know, really did nothing. We've heard other guys talk about him, Martin Truex Jr., um, Brandon Poole, who's obviously irrelevant to anyone near the front of the field. You know, so I think that this might actually be where where we see Ross actually get a little bit of something that's coming to him. But I feel like Donnie's kind of already made the point with his winner statement that like, it is kind of turning positive for him. So where did Kyle Bush finish this week, Evan? Sure. Kyle Bush wrecked 35th. Where did Noah finish? I don't know. Where did Ross finish fifth? Okay. Hold up. Punch someone in the face. Hold okay. up. You're going to be the one getting punched who's in the face. Sitting around, <laughs> who's sitting around crying? That, oh, Ross does this, Ross does that. Evan. They're all talk. They haven't done anything. Sure, but I'm telling you right now. You want now, to talk about getting results. Like, the guy's leading points. He's running top fives, and he's punching people in the face that grab him. Sure. Like, I think guys are going to be like, well, you know what? I hate the kid, but I don't think I really want to go up to him because I don't want to get punched in the jaw. I'm telling you right now that... The off-track dispute is probably never going to happen again because he did swing, and I think he connected pretty good. But I guarantee you that if there's two guys in the field that are willing to use their car to make the point, it's those two guys. And I'm just saying that for the first time in a long time, the target that drivers are saying is on his back might actually be there. Well, we'll see. see. Yeah. I mean, 
again though, I coming don't back to sides, but no, but coming back to it, I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about as being good for the sport. You know, Donnie looks at it as a positive for Ross. I look at it as a negative for Ross in many ways, and doesn't matter. We're talking about Ross, and so it it is a good thing in in many ways. Uh, for the sport as a whole, because we do need that character. We do need that villain. Heck, even Kyle Bush isn't a villain to the fan base right now for whatever reason. So, you know, we do need... Well, like, you know, this is what's scary, like, not scary, but, like, this is what's ironic, is Ross has been our villain, but, like, there's so much hate for Gregson, too, that, like, Ross sticking up for himself and punched him in the jaw, like, it's shining a light on Ross that people are like, oh, you know what, I like Ross, good for Ross. Well, and like, let's be honest, people like to I don't see know how we're saying anyway. he's a loser. Like, this has only helped his image. Yeah, maybe. As much as I hate to say it, but, like, yeah, he's the points leader. Top five punches the villain in the head. Like, you, you've he made those heel to you've hero. Ma- you've made those three points very eloquently three times now. That's okay. My favorite thing is Evan's like, he's the biggest loser. But you know what's really great for NASCAR and this is really good for the sport? Ross. We've got a we've got a villain now. So what we've been saying all along, but he's the biggest loser. Okay. I didn't say he was the biggest loser. I just said Sorry. that in this moment, I think he may have actually put himself in a dangerous position with two drivers who are willing to take action. Yes. Okay. And he has You've not made that point. <laughs> Okay. Is it time to pivot off of Ross? I think it's Yes. Okay. So in my head, I was like, hi. (laughs) Yes. Pivot also works. Let's go. If ever there was was a podcast Marilee was probably suited for, it's a friend's one, (laughs) and we're not doing it. Which is ironic, seeing as she has no friends. No, she has those six. We're joking. She has those six. Your friend. Give your friend a show. Go ahead. (laughs) My friend Corey. Let's move on to his question of the week. Fair enough. Were you there for it live this week or was it over the phone? (laughs) No. I visited my friend Jen this week. Corey last week. (laughs) Oh, there it is, Donnie. That's the shout out right there. That's right. Okay. So the question of the week. How does the track dictate the race so much? Why is racing so different in Kansas versus other places we've been this year? And go. Uh, so, um, we talk a lot about like aerodynamic packages, um, the horsepower package and whatnot. And with each track type, there is various different rules about how the car is required to be set up. So the spoiler height may be required to be a different height. Um, at short tracks, for example, the, um, the under panels underneath the car that direct the airflow and whatnot, they are different from how they are at one and a half mile tracks and things like that. So there's been a lot of talk this year, particularly about short tracks this year and last year, I should say, and how they are typically some of the best racing. And yet with this new car, they're kind of not. And a lot of that comes down to the car and how it handles. But the other thing that it comes down to is how the other cars around you are affected. So we talk a lot about dirty air, well, what that means is when the car in front moves around, uh, and so, for example, say you're running the top line and the car comes up and comes in front of you, well, that changes the airflow on your car, and all of a sudden now, with the uh, airflow change, you have less air force on the front of your car, which allows you to have less traction, which then all of a sudden your car doesn't turn the way it's supposed to. So that's why a lot of times we'll see guys 
get into the wall and things like that. And that's why it is that the track dictates a race so much. It's a lot of times not necessarily the track as it is the rules package that is applied at the track. I, I think that's fair, is it not, Donnie? <laughs> yeah, I legit was going to go with the... In Kansas, it was hot, so it makes the track slicker. I completely read the question wrong, so I'm glad you took that one. Well, I, but that is a valid point. Temperature makes yeah. a huge difference, too. And heck, even like we looked at last week, Dover, we had the track completely rained out the day before. Well, now there's no rubber buildup on it from the cup, or sorry, from the trucks, the Xfinity, the practices. And so you've got a clean track. Well, that changes things, too, right? A bare track is a slick track, and a slick track wears tires out quicker and whatnot. So there's a lot of different elements into that, but that's really like, that's really what it's about. A lot of times the rules package affects it most, but, but the, uh, the weather elements, the temperatures and all that, it definitely plays a big role too. Thank you. On behalf of Corey. Thank you. Actually, not me though. I kind of tuned out. I'm sorry. I actually think we should acknowledge Corey's been giving us some really good questions, uh, during his question of the week. And, uh, it's, it's been, been fun to answer some of those and some comedic gold on my facebook <laughs> mm. i heard about that yeah <laughs> of course you only heard about it you didn't see it yourself well, she wasn't no, live Evan told me <laughs> she wasn't live when he posted it <laughs> all right guys we are going into somewhat of a new segment i don't know how long it'll stick around but we have decided with the throwback paint schemes for darlington we're going to do some polls on our Instagram stories and Facebook stories, um, kind of a tournament style. And we're going to pick some of the throwbacks and you guys get to decide which ones you like better between Evan and Donnie's picks. So we're going to begin. Do you want to explain anything else about that, Ev? Uh, well, it is important to mention that like it, it's a bracket style. So of course the winners and losers of this is going to determine the next round right until we until right. we get a winner it's not just a single matchup and then it's over for that paint scheme right so this will probably we go live on thursday so you'll see them in our stories probably thursday for 24 hours and then the second round probably friday and then the final round on saturday so we want to make sure you're coming back to vote each and every day and are you guys ready i will oh, i will ahead. say too one more thing is they are still releasing new paint schemes um, even today they released a couple new ones. So there's a chance that there may be some really cool paint schemes released in the next day or two that don't make the cut. And that's just because we didn't know they were coming. And if it's really, really good, I'll put something, I'll throw something in the hat somehow. In the hat. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. You okay. just never know what I could come up with since I get to make this stuff. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> that's a dangerous precedent. Guys, matchup number one, I believe, in random order, Evan gets to pick first this time. Yeah, so I took yeah. the uh, number 21 Wood Brothers Ford with Harrison Burton in it. Uh, it's a throwback to Jeff Burton's X-Side car from the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, beautiful pink and black. Looks really good. Big fan. I actually loved the look of that, but question, Jeff Burton, Harris Burton, father, son, grandfather, son. Um, son, yeah, father and son. Yeah, yeah. And pink's my favorite color, so I... <laughs> this is true. I was very drawn to it. Somebody told him I was slumming on him once, so... <laughs> <laughs> Slim 
pink. Trust me, there was pink dress shirt. There was nothing slimming about that hot pink shirt. He looks like Kirby when he sucks in all that air. <laughs> can we Bright move? Pink base. Can we move on? <laughs> all right, Donnie, number one pick. <laughs> I won with uh, Daniel Suarez, the Ricky Red throwback for Quaker State. Such a sweet looking car. It is a beautiful ride. I agree. So, all right, you ready? I got nothing I was to just say thinking, Ricky Reds. I saw it. You didn't like it? I liked it. I don't like I'm looking at it as like, is it appealing to my eyes or not? Like I thought it was nice, but yeah. yeah. I I wasn't all in. But I think the I'm rest of them though, we should just throw out without saying who our names are. Just so you know, all my fans aren't like, oh, I'm picking Donnie because we like him so much better and he's the funniest guy on the podcast. Oh, sorry. That's not how this is gonna work. <laughs> I've Oh, that's right. With your mom out of rehab now, you get an extra vote. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) If you had to, like, if you had send topics that you're not allowed to talk about pretty soon, if you not because she's in rehab, but because right, right, she's not (laughs) in rehab anymore. (laughs) Listen, Donnie, if you had Marilee for a child, you'd be in rehab too. (laughs) It's probably true. That's why he took three years off of college to go back and finish with you. He was done with me. Yep. I get that. That resonates with me. Okay. We're moving on to number two matchup. Donnie's picking first. What do you got, Donnie? Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Dale Jarrett throwback. Ooh. UPS lookalike. What's funny is I'm recognizing all of the older names more. But anyway. (laughs) That's fair. Not that I... Like all of these names, I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly. All right, Evan, who are you putting up against number two? Uh, it's actually against number forty-seven. Um, no, sorry, for your number two. Yes, oh, you're right. Okay. Um, I am putting up my man Alex Bowman, who's actually unfortunately going to be that car is going to be driven by Josh Berry this week. Uh, it was actually kind of cool. Alex is honoring his spotter, Kevin Hamlin. And running a throwback to his 2007 Xfinity car. So uh, I thought it was nice too with Kevin, how he wanted a talented driver behind the wheel, and Alex <laughs> was willing to put Josh Berry in there. So good on him. Okay, can we do matchup like, three, Marley? No, I like how it couldn't be Josh Berry for number 48. And get, no, no, it's <laughs> Alex Bowman. Well, no, you got to realize, like, the reason why they're running that specific throwback is because of Alex Bowman's relationship with his spotter. Josh Berry doesn't have that relationship with him, so it is important to mention that it, it's it's Alex's car. Probably could have used Kevin Hamlin at that sprint car race. Oh. <laughs> um, does Kevin, speaking of relationships, Kevin Hamlin, any relation to any other Hamlins in NASCAR? Not that I know of, no. Oh. No, I mean, yeah, I'm not getting good at this game. Maybe, but not that I know of. <laughs> All right, let's hear your number three, Evan. You're up first. What do you got? Uh, yeah, uh, throwing it back with Eric Almirola in the number 10 car to Dale Jr., uh, who won the 2001 Pepsi 400, which was the first race back at Daytona after his dad died in February of that year. Oh, touching. All right, Donnie, what do you got? Uh, not near as inspirational, but uh, <laughs> William Byron in the Jeff Gordon gold car. Gold. Yeah, Wouldn't it's it ugly, like but it Rainbow? works. Oh. Uh, you'd think, but. I'm trying to remember what that scheme was for. 
Um, but I, I like I remember the scheme as a kid, but I, I don't remember what it was for or what it was about. But and that's exactly not, the same. Mom never found it to buy it for you so that you could have a version of that in your collection of Jeff Gordon mm. things. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> your shrine. <laughs> your shrine is true. Number four, Donnie, who do you got? You're picking first this time. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know why I'm giving this guy so much love this season, but Denny Hamlin, that retro FedEx paint scheme, it's just, it's nice. You've always been a closet like Hamlin it. fan. I, uh, you know what? You might not be wrong on that. He drives a Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who are you putting up against him, F? Uh, putting in, uh, Chase Elliott in the nine car. Uh, it's a Bill Elliott throwback to his father. Um, yeah, thank you. Apparently, I've got the family connections going on <laughs> this week. Softy, apparently. All yeah. those soft moments. That's his throwbacks. Yeah. All right. We've got two more matchups. These are within the Xfinity and Trucks. Um, so do matchup number five, Evan. You pick first. Yeah, mine is the number 45 truck of Lawless Allen. Um, it's a throwback to Adam Petty, uh, which would be Richard Petty's grandson, Kyle Petty's son. Uh, and he passed away in, I think it was in 99 at New Hampshire. Uh, and so it's a pretty cool scheme as well. So did you like go based off of like the schemes you like, or did you just like go for the most heart wrenching story? <laughs> so they, <laughs> they do tend to, they're like, to me, there is a certain element of, okay, the paint scheme looks great, but I, I do love the story aspect of it, too. I, I, like, yeah. I'm 100% that way. Evan's trying over American Idol over here. Right. I remember when he died. Put him through. Put him through. He's going to Hollywood. Golden buzzer, baby. All right. Donnie, number five matchup. All right. And yeah. I just got to say, Lawless, like, what a sick name. Yeah. It's an impressive name. Right. What's his like? What do you call him for short? Probably Alan. <laughs> to be honest, Al, big Al. What's up, Al? Lala. Uh, with <laughs> Brett Moffat, the Tim Richmond throwback. Ah, uh, that's a the bad best part of waking up. Car. Folders in your cup. Yeah, I'm that's the thing that that's a car that's got a lot of history too. Yeah. I, honestly, one of the big reasons is because I looked at it and thought it was Mark Martin's at first. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Donnie's just going to let the paint schemes speak for itself. He doesn't need to tell you a sad story. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Number six, Donnie, your first and final pick. Uh, I went with Jeffrey Earnhardt with the Wheaties throwback. Because as a child, I, I loved eating Wheaties every morning at the breakfast table with my dad. And it just brings back so many great memories and just tugs on my heart. Well, if you ate Wheaties your whole life, I guess I got to drop that whole Breakfast of Champions moniker, eh? Rude. It's not funny if you don't laugh, Donnie. It, it sounds like a <laughs> it's your tone. It's your tone, Evan. It was your tone. All right, Evan. What's your final sad story? Uh, no, actually, my final one is Jeremy Clements in the number 51, which is a throwback to Jeff Bodine in the Hendrick Motorsports original paint scheme. Uh, it was still called All-Star back then and became the best team ever. So, Okay. Yeah. So, really like that car. Actually, it looks really good. All right, guys. So, keep your eyes peeled for our stories and make sure you vote on who you think is the best in each round. And then we will narrow it down again for you. 
All right. We're moving on. So back-to-back -back wins selections for our BTG ATC crew. Donnie correctly chose Hamlin as his first pick and gets the win. But Evan's choice of Elliot earns him one point against Donnie's selection of Brad K. Sorry, guys. It's worth noting that had Evan selected Josh Berry and hadn't been so stubborn as he was planning to, Donnie would have swept, would have had a sweep with that extra point. So, I'm sorry. It's the Locke family against me. What can they do? <laughs> no, I've been like siding with you this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, Johnston I, versus everybody. I, I will say, I think this puts us only one point apart. I'm only one point ahead of you now. I forget if it's 14-13 or 15-14, but... It's close. I'm really shocked you forget because that's like usually in giant letters on this. I know. I thought for sure I'd wrote it in there, but apparently I didn't. Oh, well. All right. So, Donnie, you win the tie break. So, Evan's picking first. Woo what do you got, Ev? All right. I am going to go out a little bit on a limb here for somebody I don't normally have resonating with me as far as a. Um, Darlington driver. I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick. Um, I was looking at today, and apparently he has finished in the top three in both races there last year. So, uh, going to go with Tyler Reddick. You think he'll do that in a Toyota still? Not a Chevy? Yes. All right. <laughs> I did. Things he hadn't thought about until Donnie mentioned it. I, I I'll be honest, that did kind of slip my mind. Yeah, Reddick to me is already like embedded as a Toyota driver now. Yeah. He's on my list of drivers I'm not a huge fan of, and most of them are Toyota drivers. <laughs> well, right, Donnie, who, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, Martin Truex Jr. I knew it. Actually, I was really expecting Brad, but. Okay. Yeah, sort of disappoint. Okay. All right, second picks, guys. What do you got? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to take Ross Chastain. <laughs> oh, that was the one you were giggling about before. When you were oh, telling man. us who you were picking. And I'm torn no, because no, I think... I really think Ross is going to, you know, there's no. two guys out there now that are going to put him into a wall and so, wreck him. Like, so here's he the made big mistakes, but uh, I think he's going to win this week. No, but listen, here's the thing. So... <laughs> I'm torn because to me this is a track where like it's so easy to get payback and just be like, oh yeah, no, I didn't mean to do it. Um, and so like I think this is like the perfect opportunity for someone to take him out, but at the same time, it's hard to argue with his consistency lately. So I got to take him. No, what side of the coin you're ever on? Like you're right? using me. Like, I, 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 all right, who's your second pick, Donnie? If I knew, I would tell you. Uh, oh man nervous to pick Ford after last week, but I'm going to go out on the limb and say Kevin Harvick. Mm. It's not really out on a limb because, I mean, Kevin's, you know, he's good at the track, but Ford's going to be a lot better than what they were last week. Yeah, Ford was rough. Really rough. Yeah. But I think if there's a Ford driver to do it, it's going to be Kevin Harvick. Oh, not to point out another pattern, but you guys basically picked what your losers were for this week. You picked Ford and Evan picked Ross Chastain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great. At this. <laughs> Who'd you pick for your first driver? Oh, Truex. Uh, Truex. Truex. Yeah. Who's going to win it anyway, so it won't matter. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I had William Byron down as my, as my optional pick if you happen to pick one of those. 
Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him do well this week, but. Just because he's in the Jeff Gordon car. <laughs> no, he almost won there last year had Logano not wrecked him with like a few laps to go. I did. I yeah. sorry, I wasn't big into NASCAR next year, but last year, but this year I'm really. Into it. <laughs> She's not big into it next year. She's already writing herself out of next year's podcast, Donnie. No. So we need to <laughs> we need to make sure that we've got a foundation to add another host and social media person to. You don't well, I mean, she can't even be on social media right now. So. Mm. Guys, I'm allowed to work on social media because they're jerks. I am not making a pick this week. I don't know why my name is here, but. I kind of picked Josh Berry last week based only on Evan's stubbornness. Um, and I didn't prove my point. So <laughs> No. No, I'm actually very I thankful. Pick Noah Gregson. <laughs> I really think <laughs> I'll tell you right now that, that train probably ain't going nowhere. So worried. I would assume the aerodynamics would be really affected by his haircut, so it's fine. <laughs> you don't know how I still how- can't believe we spent ten minutes talking about how <laughs> Chastain's going to be wrecked, and there's two guys that are going to put his car into the wall, and Evans pick him to win now. I didn't pick him to at win. The track, at the track, that's the easiest to wreck somebody. I'm not picking him to win. I'm picking him to do you better. Did. I'm No, I'm picking him to do better than your pick of who? Uh, Kevin Harvick? You didn't even know who I was going to pick. No, but that's, that's Were you how... hoping I'd pick Logano and he'd finish 36? No, but that's how the... would get wrecked at 35th. But that's how the picks work. We pick who we think is going to do better than the other person's pick. And <laughs> we get a bonus point picking if they who win. Would win. If we if we were only picking who would win, we wouldn't pick twice. <laughs> yes, but that gives you two chances at a winner. Yeah, sure, 100%. But I'm not sitting here saying he's going to win. I'm just saying I think Donnie doesn't do a good enough job picking a second pick that I can take Ross Chastain and still figure it out. And to be honest, it's Kevin Harvick. He's not been the shining light that he used to be. I'm pretty sure when it comes to second picks, I'm killing you with that. Yeah, it's true. I don't have the chart up, but every week that I've been on it so far, he's won with the second and you've won with the first. Okay. I do pick up on patterns have you not heard that from me yet? oh my lord i actually want to share one thing about darlington because evan told me this nostalgic lovely story so evan why is darlington shaped like an egg uh yeah because so when they bought it the the individual they bought it off of i believe he was a farmer but um they had plans to build it the same on both ends so the turns be the same but he didn't want to move or like get rid of his pond and so that's why turn three and four is tighter than turn one and two is that legit yeah yeah it's legit yeah (laughs) and that's why it's one of the hardest tracks on the circuit too because the turns are so different for an oval so you might have to be an excellent driver to win there (laughs) (laughs) you know what how about we just do the outro (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like where that's headed. <laughs> you would. All right. Let's wrap it up, guys. All righty. Thanks, guys, for tuning in for another week. This might be the last one you ever do. Uh, no, but it's been it's been exciting. Uh, it was an exciting race last week, best of the season. So, I mean, we're having a blast making this podcast. I hope you guys are at least having half the enjoyment listening to it as we do recording this stuff. And, yeah, what do you have, Marley? Make sure and check out our Instagram and participate in the paint scheme poll this week. 
There are a lot of great schemes in there, and perhaps your favorite wasn't chosen. So if it wasn't, make sure you let us know. We hope to see you back next week. But while we've still got you here, we'd love to ask you to leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening service, whether that's Spotify, Amazon, Google, wherever you're listening to us at, as well as on our Facebook. Reviews help grow our reach, and we believe that there are more listeners like you out there who would enjoy the podcast. So we'll see you again next week. And remember, when life gives you watermelons, don't let them punch you in the face. <laughs>